1: On today's wrestling news, Triple H makes a huge creative change on NXT. Two extra stipulation matches have been planned for an insane Royal Rumble card. CM so yeah, has reunited with AEW's Dax Harwood. And a former WWE Champion speaks on a future Hall of Fame induction. I'm Adam Wilborn. I'm bringing back cardigans for those of us too fat for Christmas jumpers. I love it. And this is the news. So let's start with Papa H and NXT then, uh, because Triple H, as he has done for the most part since taking over control of WWE, is doing the sensible thing and quite rightly getting plaudits for it. You know how your favorites were in NXT and then they'd be called up and, well, ruined on the main roster, but which is a double whammy, because not only did that happen, but any storyline they were involved in NXT, whoop, they were just lifted <laughs> yeah. straight out of it. Well, Triple H is now giving those within NXT a time to finish up their storylines uh, and just tidy everything up before they head up to the main roster. Now, this is according to uh, senior, WWE Senior Vice President of Live Events, Brian road dog James uh, on his podcast, which is a podcast that's out there Ours is better. What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, he says, he, Triple H, pronouns pal, uh, <laughs> understands much more about giving fair warning so you can write the person out or write the person off or whatever you're going to do. It gives you time to prepare creatively for that. He continues, I think everybody understands, at least let me beat him on the way out or let me do something to close the book on his character or whatever. Give us time to create something. I think that'll happen a lot now. Again, like I said at the beginning in Hamlet, an open goal, but glad
2: that... He's actually tapped it in. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, a good take from Road Dogg here has stopped cockies right twice a day. The fact of the matter is with Triple H and NXT is that he, more than anyone, should understand how problematic that was previously when his characters were to be lifted out of stories. And I think if you were a fan of NXT and WWE, you were frustrated both ways. Because you were frustrated watching NXT and then you were frustrated to watch them suffer on the main roster when that was supposed to be the... I don't know, the thing that vindicated what you'd invested in an NXT. Yeah, like a
1: coronation almost. Kind of,
2: yeah. And WWE would chase the Pops, say, like the night after WrestleMania when an NXT person would debut. But then with no story on Raw, the Pops would disappear. Plus, you'd lost something in NXT. So you've effectively lifted, potentially, not all the time, obviously, two negatives yeah. out of a situation and made a positive. The obvious example of the moment we're seeing is with Solo Sokoa. The yeah. so, like, guy was on a tear in NXT, won uh, and then had to abdicate the NXT North American title as part of his call-up and is now thriving yeah. as a member of the bloodline it felt like they developed him as far as he could go as a babyface and then the character is almost immediately evolved Mm. on the main roster it's never going to be perfect there will be times where somebody will just gain huge traction or maybe triple h will just fancy Plug in a gap, I guess, on the main roster, but this is a tale as old as time within WWE. Mm. We all remember the Jim Cornette OVW stories oh. of uh, his Basham and Damage, a year-long programme with Polak's because we're going to bring them up as a tag team and call them the Bashams and have them lose almost immediately. they shave, someone shave their heads as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's just there's, this is something that's existed within WWE's mechanisms for years that, as you say, it's maybe not the sort of thing we should all be doing backflips to praise Triple H on, but it makes sound logical yeah. sense to, to just do it. This feels like, how was this not happening before? Take 1,000. Yeah, exactly. Got the job.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it's it's in one of those now where we are, you know, you and I report on NXT hmm. on a weekly basis, and we are genuinely campaigning for people to move up to their roster because we have confidence that they won't ruin a, yeah. uh, a
2: Cameron Grimes or... Um, Carmelo here is the big yeah. One. Mello, every, yeah. Every title shot feels like the last one Because he's so ready to go Exactly um, So yeah, but they
1: will be uh, wrapping up any storylines That they have going on in NXT first Which is, yeah, great decision And exciting to see what happens next Where some of those NXT stars could show up, of course Is the Royal mm. Rumble match So excited about that Already. Now, don't worry, everyone. We are not going to spoil what happened on the tape SmackDown because this has sort of come about as a result yeah. of it. But we are going to tell you some rumoured matches. Just rumours. Just, just rumours that could be going on on WWE's first premium live event of the year. Um, wrestlingnews.co coming through with a report, report of this. We sort of discussed previously that there may be a pitch black match featuring Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Naya. What a guy, yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, but also now, at the Rumble, Helena in a Cell match. Edge versus Finn Balor. Obviously, we haven't seen Edge since he lost the I
2: Quit match where they yeah. threatened to kill his wife and then did. <laughs> it's the um, the complete opposite of the traditional, can we give that uh, B-plus player a title match at the Rumble? Yeah, because it's the Rumble. No, this is a enormous WrestleMania-scale stipulation match on a card that already has two of the most beloved stipulations of the year, a potential new one with this Bray Wyatt thing, and possible other singles slash tag Yeah, You matches. could assume certain matches could be going down on this. Exactly, track. yeah. You're looking at already a card a card that kinda of books itself, especially in the year of two rumbles. It's a card that typically books yeah. the its undercard itself now. And then we're adding two monstrous matches on. Triple H recently... I like, I don't know what to make of this Hell in a Cell, ring really because Triple H recently said he wanted Hell in a Cell specifically off the calendar mm-hmm. because he wants the stipulation to matter again. Yes. Good thing. I think we can all agree yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Edge and Finn Balor is a stipulation that, at this point, justifies it on account of how they, the Judgment Day brutally assaulted Beth Phoenix at Extreme Rules, forced him to surrender, then did it anyway, and <laughs>
1: Uh
2: But at the Rumble, I don't know.
1: Uh, I said, the moment you said this to me, I said, well... If you want to be in something that people can't get into to yeah. fight each other and take really horrible bumps, the chambers in the next month. It's I'm not saying that you put them in an elimination chamber match. I'm saying it's gonna be there built for the ring. Yeah. Just say, we've never done it before, we're gonna have a one-on-one match inside the elimination chamber, or, or something along those lines, or as Sid suggested. Save Helen herself for for mania. It's a very much a statement, this, isn't it? For you always said, don't judge Triple H on the, the latter end of this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, SummerSlam was yes, was his first premium live event, but it was kind of already done by the time he took the reins. Survivor series, yes, was enjoyable with war games, but it was it's always gonna be right. 2023 is your full year, first full mm-hmm. year in charge of WWE. And like like you say, off the top of your head, no, no spoilers in this by the way, I have no idea what happened on this tape smackdown. You could assume like you say, two Royal Rumble matches. This pitch black match, no idea what that even is. Yeah. Lights out, but on the, but then they did that lights out match in WWE on Grand on, on NXT. They didn't but. have the
2: fireflies in the yeah. NXT, but, Roman Reigns on the poster. So Roman I Reigns
1: in a title match. Mm-hmm. Bianca, uh, Bianca, yeah. uh, Alexa potentially. Mm,
2: Ronda's R- on the poster
1: too. Um, Becky versus Bailey. Yeah. Like. Well, I think they're starting the strong. Shot, the shot
2: that on Raw tonight, I believe. Oh, I think. So. Yeah, but. Very yeah, much. Like, I do get it actually. You kind of maybe in terms of the judgment day, you probably do want to shoot your odd with Edge and Finn Balor at the Rumble because like nobody's gonna be able to take Dominic Mysterio's heat on the grandest stage, are they? So if you're this gonna G- get it, well, gonna do, re- is that, is that re- on one night, Dominic on the other. Is that before
1: or after he wins the Royal Rumble? Oh yeah. Why not both? Well, uh, speaking of potential Royal Rumble winners. CM Punk! <laughs> <laughs> He's been hanging out with Dax Harwood. Yeah. Uh there was an Instagram story shot of the two together. Obviously, Dax Harwood uh, has praised Punk uh, greatly, um, especially his involvement within AEW, uh, described here as an acrimonious split, yeah. which is uh, yeah a fair assessment of what happened. Lot, I think you know you you and I could probably point to quite a few people who openly were supporters of CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, a few others. Yeah, Dolby Allen said it. that they learned a lot from him, and, and it was nice to have. Him in and around. Other oh, people. Bobby
2: Fish has brought him up. Yeah, I, other I forget people, the
1: context, but. Other people, not so much. Yeah. Um, but Dax Harwood, yes, clearly, uh, clearly a fan and friend of, of Punk's, and nice to see that he's not been given the cold shoulder by everyone in the wrestling community.
2: Yeah, it's telling, really, that this is nothing. Uh, and yet, it's still a story. The two two friends have met up, yeah. for good Christmas food or drinks or whatever. Discuss their return to WWE. I think. Well, indeed, yeah. But the story is a story, and why we're talking about it now is just because I think any sort of spot, spot of CM Punk in the wild, mm-hmm. I guess, is a story within itself. Almost as if he's worth keeping around. He's not technically gone from WWE yet. Like we're at least track, but we're at the point where it's still contract negotiations. He's never, yeah. never coming backwards. The last words, but contractually, that's not out there yet you know, if, if this is a story, if people are talking about it, if the picture gets shared far and wide, maybe consider what his value might be mm. to your brand, to your company. Especially mm. because the other company, we assume, will be monitoring the situation very closely. But yeah, exactly. As you say, what if both of these men are going over here yeah. this time next year? But
1: at the end of the day, I've got a dog in this fight, mainly because of what happens to dogs in that
0: company. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but let's move on and talk about a possible Hall of Fame induction that uh, you and I would really like. Yeah. Just because he's a lovely bloke. Former uh, Intercontinental Champion Mark Merrow uh, was discussing a potential Hall of Fame induction uh, nearly 25 years on from his last mm. appearance with the company. Speaking to WrestlingNews.co, he said, If I am or I'm not, it changes nothing in my life. I'll be doing the same thing I love doing. It's great to be honoured for something you enjoy doing. Someone like me or da- Dallas... Diamond Dance Page, of course, uh, should be considered for the Warrior Award. Like, go out there and do something for the community. I've only hoped that WWE would have seen the connection we could have had with school programmes to inspire students together. Uh, Merrow added they'd be glad of Page to induct him too, saying he knows me better than most people do. What a lovely bloke Mark Merrow is.
2: Yeah, it's nice, this. It's good, I think. Look, the Warrior Award is a very contentious and controversial thing, Mm -hmm. given what it was supposed to be versus what it's become, you know, in kind of WWE's hold as the evil empire over pro wrestling. But Mero is, I think, at least acknowledging what purpose it can serve for the people themselves. Certain wrestlers don't care about the Hall of Fame. Certain wrestlers do. Certain wrestlers just get that nice night and there's nothing inherently wrong with that. And it's almost sweeter of Mero to want the nice night for the nice things for the wrestling. I've got very fond memories of Wildman Mark Mero. A lot of people like... um, Marvellous, Mark Merrow. A lot of, uh, colleague in this very office's father has a very, very vivid and wonderful memory of a Mark Merrow mixed tag match from 1998. So mm. like he's left an in-ring legacy for sure. Johnny B. bad, of course, and yeah. DCW. But this is good stuff too. We've often talked about Dallas Page's legacy. Yeah. He's even more powerful outside the ring than all the wonderful memories he made in it. There's lots to be said for Merrow doing school talks and inspirational, motivational speaking rather than a year hitting people with a low blow dress as a boxer. You know, it's oh, yeah. all of it can be good and nice. And if the Hall of Fame can afford that nice night for people, who's anybody to step in the way of? Is it time for me to start my Victoria
1: for the Hall of Fame thing again? yet?
2: Oh, yeah. Right. Why? At. Like people love those campaigns anyway, but Victoria would be supremely popular. Molly Holly got in there, yeah, exactly through, through Phil's muscle and power. <laughs> like Jeff Jarrett got signed for AEW. Like we can manifest. We should. We should remember.
1: Be the change you want to be exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to see Mark Maron there. Lovely guy. Yeah. Deserves a Hall of Fame spot in my opinion. Uh, and maybe take a few of people who are in there out.
0: Uh, <laughs> right, let's
1: move on to your Twitter questions at What Culture of course. If you want to get in touch with us for a first, first question today comes from the Great Demo, who says. Uh, well, finished work, tuned into the news, and now have an urge for McDonald's. That was us discussing our food orders, I think, the day after the Christmas party. Apologies for that, it was a bit all
2: over the place. I've got an urge for breakfast now, thanks very much. Yeah, I have, over sausage have here for that, yeah. It's Christmas. Gonna keep warm, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah. Damien says, the next, yeah. my question for
1: the next time, whilst I'm here. Uh, Favourite oh. pay-per-view of the year, any company?
2: Can I have two? No. Oh, yeah, right go well. on then. Do you know what? Because I like you. Favourite pay-per-view altogether, I think, was Forbidden Door because I think it was an incredible over-delivery on a pretty lousy build. Typically, um, companies working together is never as exciting as you manifest it in your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, And AEW didn't book a particularly thrilling run to the show. They were and we didn't have
1: Danielson.
2: yeah. No, Dan. Uh, hampered by the planned punk-Tanahashi match that didn't go ahead. You know, that yeah. drop-button Moxley got in its place. And then on the night, pretty much everything delivered. Yeah. Uh, Osprey Orange Cassidy was fantastic. Uh, Moxley, Tanashi was this worthy and brilliant main event. The card, top to bottom, was tremendous. I, obviously for uh, being there live, affects your emotions and your biases. WrestleMania night one was absolutely incredible, but it's hard to classify it as one of the greatest WrestleMania's of all time, because now you have to tack on night two, which I would say stands up as maybe one of the worst pay-per-views of the entire year. You, of course, I know I would disagree. Yeah,
1: I was going to say for indoor, and then I remembered I didn't know anyone on the card, so uh, that's disregarded. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say WrestleMania Night One and Night Two because it was the perfect uh, pay per view. WrestleMania Night One was one of my favourite ever nights as a wrestling fan. Yeah, incredible. Night. I got to see very selfishly, and and you know, thanks to you guys for supporting the channel and allowing us to go and do this for, hang on, <clears throat> work. Uh, <laughs> I got to see Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle. I yeah, never could've. thought I'd ever be able to do that in my life. And I screamed so loud when wrestling has more than one royal family drops and Coney oh, Rhodes yeah. came out. I forgot to breathe and nearly blacked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no word of a lie. Honestly. I'm... And then I also got to see Johnny Knoxville fight and I got to acknowledge my tribal chief on, on night two. So I don't know what you complained about, to be honest. It took me a little
2: while to get there, but by Wales's clash at the castle, I too was there and wanted to be one of the ones. And it, I think this question has come because it's been a hell of a year for pay-per-views. Like Clash of the Castle was a strong event. AEW yeah. uh, still delivers more than it doesn't on pay per view, yeah. even if the shows feel like they run a little bit too long sometimes. Uh, and then of course, there was the, which one off again, the, you know, we don't want to heap praise on the Saudi shows, but... Best Crown Jewel ever. Crown Jewel's kind of brilliant too, and there's just like, as events, there's, uh, oh and of course, uh, NXT Deadlane. Like innovates the best new restaurants in yeah, the, the delivered. Expected, Another so. win for
1: my boy Tony Diggs. <laughs> to yes. That
2: was a great Cameron Grimes one. Tony I was insufferable that day. And uh, of course we've miss uh without mentioning the Royal
1: Going to be the pay per view of next year. Next year, actually, no. The best pay per view next year is going to be WrestleMania 39, which we're going to be going to. Can't believe I've that. said it now. They have legally they have to send put them. this on camera yeah, and on yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: The whole team apparently. Yes, just on a plane.
1: Also, shout out to the ooh, Certainly tag match of the year, hmm. which was the Briscoes FTR. Of
2: course, Cup. Ring of Honor. Yeah, like their pay per views as well. Most of them have delivered yeah. again more good action than not. Good year for pay per views and premium live events.
1: Uh, correct answer though, was WrestleMania Night One. Uh, Senor Benja gives us our second question of the day. Senor Benja, what have you done here? Buenos dias y felices fiestas. No idea. I'm really sorry if I've butchered that. (laughs) Or if I've said something offensive, I don't know. Uh, With Uncle Howdy being near its reveal, does Howdy being Bo Dallas seem like an unimaginative answer? No words to Bo, but it feels like Howdy could have better
2: options. Anyone you would like? Anyone I would like? Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to either. I don't know if Bo Dallas, well, it makes me laugh on paper. How would it make you laugh, just visually? (laughs) (laughs) Tony Atlas? Tony, (laughs) Uncle Uncle Howdy, Uncle Tony. Um, I just don't think it's fair to expect Bo Dallas to change the world as this character. I think it's an enormous amount of pressure to heap on his shoulders. For a character that maybe shouldn't have been a real person in the first place, mm. um, should Uncle Howdy have not been a manifestation of Bray Wyatt, Allah the Fiend? I'm not saying psychotic like episode. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know. It's very, very early in the Uncle Howdy run for us to be able to know how this will all play out. Is he like he's gonna wrestle looking like South Park's version of Slash from Guns N' Roses? I don't know. Um, it's what I'm saying is is that to speculate somebody else other than Bo Dallas feels cruel because the whole thing feels like a poison chalice. Yeah, I, I just don't know. What? Yeah, Bo Dallas, poison Bo Dallas's poison chalice. There we go, we've got a thing for it now. Yeah. so it's just. It's possibly going to be him, and it would be cruel at this point with the character being three days old to say this is going to be a laughing stock and a failure. But it didn't feel great on night one. See,
1: I think I think that's that's done deliberately. I think the, you know it was a bit of a botch, like you say. The the, the laughing track wasn't yeah. synced up with the ooh, 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 <laughs> right. First of all, if it's going to be Dallas, Oh Dallas, It's like Green Giant. <laughs> if it is going to be him, you know what you could just do, bow leave, and there you go. Yeah. Or just, um, I haven't seen them in the same place, so, I mean, either Cameron Grimes, but then again, I don't want to bury him. I want him to be Cameron Grimes on the main yeah. roster, but I think he could pull off anything. I love him. I think he's fantastic. Uh, or, seeing as how that was a botch, and on the show we also got, mm, merged them together,
2: Top Dollar. Uncle Dollar. I did quite like that. When Triple H never be bricks. That's the what he say. Totally money, 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 money. <laughs> um, To be fair to Bo Dallas, of course, he did it originally the Strowman Express when he nailed El Torito that time, doing his oh. thumbs-up run-around thing. So if Uncle Howdy holds his jacket up like that and runs around doing a Strowman Express to knock people over as Bray Wyatt fights, yeah. it might sound a chance. Santosaurus Jr.
1: gives us our final question of the day, saying, uh, hear me out. AW should run a shared custody angle with Darby Allin, Sting and Tony Hawk. Sting and Tony take turns to manage Darby, then bicker about his behaviour over WhatsApp, pay off as a ladder match over who gets to pick up Derby from
2: the park. <laughs> uh, can we replace Park with um, Terrapin Sanctuary because Darby Allen likes turtles? And um, I don't remember seeing his parent on that video. Or yes. Any, or anyone that was supposed to be carrying him is. that day. So maybe Sting or Tony Hawk was off to the side when yeah. he was being interviewed by that news broadcast. That always also always reminds me of the
1: like compilations of the great news reports. Yeah. and uh... Hey, uh, we're here outside. Uh, a lot of the kids getting excited for Fourth of July. Uh, what are you? Uh, what are the big fireworks this year? This
2: year, wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> The kids just ethered you off the face of the planet. It would be an amazing twist on these uh, A-level media studies videos that Darby Allen makes, where you think he's about to like jump off a bridge or something. We yeah, were talking about that on the Christmas fight. He did jump off a bridge. This we were year, walking didn't we? across a high bridge, and we were like, Darby Allen jumped off one of these. Um, like, yeah, if he's about to do something crazy like that, or like, I don't know, backflip on a skateboard over his house. Yeah. And then it's right about to happen, and then you just see the scruff of his neck getting grabbed. Go here! And it's like, it's like oh. Sting's chin from the tease with The Undertaker. Whose hand is it? Tony Hawk's or Sting's? It's The Undertaker it's Yeah, it's it Sting's chin. Speaking of which, do you see Undertaker and
1: Tony Hawk hanging out this weekend? No. Undertaker on a weird weekend, I've got some photos to show you. What? Uh, speaking of which, let's move on to today's and finally. And look, obviously, um, all the reports around Mandy Rose's release and the stuff that went down with all that were, were awful mm. last week. Uh, so I'm trying to Find uh, you know got a glimmer of hope in all this okay. um, because it was all a bit sudden, like uh, like we reported the the decision. Right, uh, Roxanne Perez, you're fighting for the title tonight. Bollocks, we're not doing it the, the next premium live event or anything like that or New Year's Eve. Um, uh, so, but she has become NXT Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. You and I have uh, thought she has been fantastic from the moment yeah. she's arrived in NXT, and just nice to see wrestlers getting the the hometown support that they deserve. Just a lovely. Thing on the motorway, I suppose, in in Laredo, Texas, that says "Congrats to Laredo's Roxanne Perez, NXT Women's Champion." I thought that was lovely. Oh, that is really nice. That's just really something cool.
2: genuinely heartwarming to start your Monday off with. That was the sort of thing you'd want your mom and dad to drive past. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's, that's awesome. Nice. That. That's good. And congratulations to Roxanne Perez. And here's to uh. Awesome.
2: That uh, I thought you were going to be gross. No, I feel I feel wrong-footed in the best way. There you go. I'm going to buy you a coffee one when, when, you, uh, when you when you, what is it zag That's it. Yeah. We're a
1: bit like Zig and Zag, aren't we? That's going to pass over so many people's heads. If you don't know Zig and Zag, or
2: educate yourself, you bunch of idiots. Also, um, if you're in the UK, get onto BBC Four and watch this week's Top of the Pops 1993. <laughs> Because Mr. Blobby goes back to Christmas and War. Oh, and the yeah. presenter is to take that fan, and he's so furious about it. says, Just so you take that, fans know uh, they lost by 5,000 record sales. Anyway, Merry Christmas, goodbye. And that's how Top of the Box goes off the air. because Barbie got it done. Take that in the mud. You love to see it. Yeah, Babe sucked as well. Terrible record. Not the film. Babe was fine. Babe, uh, yeah. babe too, Pig in Town, not so good. But uh, <laughs> the song was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, there's any thoughts on
1: that and all of today's news stories in the comment section. But don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture oh, Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts Baby, Mr. Blobby,
2: from. pig only
1: tax uh, Daily Wrestling Podcast me and I, we're going to chat about mm, the greatest Smackdown ever uh, and, and Rampage I suppose we'll talk about that as well later uh, <laughs> as well as previewing Money and hour all thoughts Twitter questions all that good stuff on Twitter at whatculture WWE you can follow both of us you can follow Michael Hamlet at <laughs> Michael Hamlet. follow me at Adam Wilborn follow us all at whatculture WWE as I said um, but for now my thanks to Michael Hamlet. thank you for joining us and we